Welcome to Dealcast, the weekly M&A podcast presented to you by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. I'm Juliana Needham, a business journalist who's been covering M&A for a decade. In this week's episode, we're looking at the gaming industry with Microsoft's takeover of Activision Blizzard. I'm joined by Senior Insights Editor Mark Andrus. Hi, Mark. Hello, Juliana. So firstly, can we look at some of the reasons why Microsoft felt the need to splash out a whopping $75 billion on Activision Blizzard? Yeah, sure. Microsoft has been trying to build out its gaming business for a number of years now through through acquisitions as well. And what it's moving towards is a subscription-based service that it calls Game Pass. And part of that is something it called, it codenamed xCloud, which uh, allows players to play games across various devices. Uh, and, th- and that's included in the top tier of, of Game Pass. So, so what that means is pe- people can be playing on an Xbox against other people playing on a, on a different device, like a PlayStation or, a, or a, an iPhone. And um, they, can, they, can, they can play games rather like you might stream video on Netflix, but instead you're streaming video off, off of the cloud and playing off of different devices. And, and so that's a really long-winded answer. But really, thereafter, they, they want to beef up their subscription model, Game Pass, which has now got 25 million subscribers. And, and they like that because it, it does increase the quality of revenue, and, and that does lead to higher valuations. Uh, and so a lot of the other companies are doing that as well, uh, are trying to do that as well. Well, that leads nicely onto the next question. How closely are other gaming companies watching this and how are they likely to respond? So Sony and Tencent. Tencent is number one gaming company in the world. Sony's the number two. And, you know, we expected companies in the gaming world to, to respond. And, 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 you know, a week after that acquisition was announced, Sony announced the acquisition of Bungie, another a US-based video game company. So, uh, and, and Sony itself is trying to build out its version of Game Pass. Uh, it's merging a couple of old services that it has, a couple of legacy streaming services, PlayStation Plus with PlayStation Now into a new subscription service that it's calling Project Spartacus. And so they want to add um, gaming content into that, um, that sort of that cloud-based gaming service that they're, that they're building. Um, other companies like uh, Google, I think, has, uh, com- has Google Stadia and Apple's got uh, Apple Arcade. And, and so those are similar subscription-based um, gaming services that perhaps haven't had quite the success of Game Pass. Um, but uh, it clearly shows that the, you know, some of these other big tech companies, Google, Apple, uh, Facebook, uh, are, are all interested uh, in gaming, Netflix as well uh, has has started going into into cloud based gaming. Yeah, so it's a huge growing industry. And with the acquisition of Activision Blizzard, to what extent is that a, a metaverse play? And and can you explain what the metaverse is? Sure. So the metaverse it's it's an an online world, uh, virtual world in which um, people can interact through avatars. A lot of it is still to be defined, so we don't know what roles these these companies will be will be will be uh, playing. 
But you can imagine that maybe Facebook um, would would be focused on the social interaction. So you you know that's a social network. So you're going to be going there with meeting friends in the in this virtual world through a pair of their Oculus Rift goggles, perhaps. Microsoft is an enterprise software company, so they might be helping companies or employ employees, workers interact with other with their colleagues through their Hologen lens that they have uh, in a in a sort of an immersive way. And then you know, there's other other in, other ways of in, you know. I think Salesforce, we could see Salesforce getting into the metaverse. They have they've bought Slack, which is a like a chat tool, they could make that more immersive by 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 maybe acquiring a metaverse type technology. Um, but a lot of it is still to be defined. And so, you, you, are you going to have these sort of co- corporate walled gardens run by face the Facebooks of the world, or is it going to be more decentralized? You, you know, this, the sandbox or decentraland. Those are kind of Bitcoin. Those are kind of, sorry, blockchain based um, decentralized uh, metaverse visions so so it's really really not you know we're in the early innings of this and clearly gaming gaming has a 20 year head start on on the on the metaverse because we've had um all the devices around gaming these you know the headsets and the the infrastructure around the online sort of ability to interact with other people around the world that's all that that's all been developed in the gaming world for the last couple of decades so they, it's a, it's a, it's really is a good entryway into into the metaverse, and that's pr- potentially why Microsoft is is also splashing out so much money on Activision Blizzard because not only does it give it the content to add to its Game Pass subscription service, it it may help, it may become its content creation tool that it doesn't because because that's one area that Microsoft lacks. It's it doesn't have. You know, it ha- it's very strong in the infrastructure of it because it has the Azure cloud-based platform on which it can build these metaverse applications. It also has the Hologen's, you know, 3D immersive lens that uh, that can be used by by participants in the metaverse. And it also has a software development tools that developers can use, but it doesn't have the content creation tool. So that so it's possible that Activision Blizzard becomes that. And so what role will Microsoft play in the metaverse and what areas does it need strengthening within that? Microsoft is an enterprise software company, so that that's probably that's probably where they're gonna stay. They could, you know, will they will Microsoft have its own platform and uh, in, in the metaverse, or will it be a provider of applications and and tools to other other metaverse platforms that's still t- to be decided i think but uh and where does it need strengthening i mentioned the content creation tools it, that, that it doesn't really that it kind of lacks so for example a company called unity software it focuses on three 3d content creation that is a company that potentially microsoft could look at and think oh maybe we can bring that in-house through an acquisition uh, right now, at the moment, it works with it has a partnership with Adobe for its content creation. It seems to be that's the way it's going at the moment through that partnership. But you know that can change. Uh, another other areas Microsoft could strengthen in would be e-commerce. It's not so strong there, and social media. Uh, so it's not so strong there either. I mean, clearly it's got LinkedIn, which is social. It's like a social media network or for uh, professionals, but but not really for um, non-professionals. So um, it, that's another area. And was this a big surprise that Microsoft made this acquisition? 
I think what was the uh, surprising was just the sh- sheer size of it. In seventy-five billion, that that is more than double its last biggest acquisition, which was the LinkedIn deal um, a few years ago. Now, so that was LinkedIn was a twenty. I think it was a twenty-eight billion dollar deal. This is more than two times, two and a half times that that transaction, um, and it, and it dwarfs any other of any other of the deals that any of the other big tech companies have been doing. Um, now, clearly, that a lot of those other big tech companies have have challenges, um, you know, regulatory challenges. They're they're under the microscope in Washington at the moment. Um, Facebook, in particular, Google as well, and and so can those companies come. Come back with a with a with a big deal themselves. I, I you know I th- think the jury's out on that. I think that'd be very tough. So, what kind of gaming presence does Microsoft have already? They're obviously well known for their professional services technology with the Office Suite. Yeah, but don't forget, Microsoft has a really big gaming business, or had a really big gaming business before. You know, it has its Xbox console. It bought Minecraft in 2014. It has been building out. Um, a really strong portfolio of games. Minecraft is 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 a, is a kind of a social network in itself because you have a lot of kids. Sort of that's the way they interact with each other through Minecraft. Another company that does that is 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 Roblox, a very similar sort of world building game that's a, kind of has intimations of the of the metaverse there. So. You know, could 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 someone acquire Roblox? I mean, it's a it's a really richly valued company at the moment, but um, but yeah, that's that's also a possibility. But yeah, Microsoft has has made has made a big deal about gaming. I mean, this it, it's not like it's come out of the blue. You know, Microsoft has suddenly come into gaming. They they have a really strong business in gaming before. So, can you tell us about some of the most compelling targets out there, either in gaming or in the metaverse, or a combination of both? So, really, in gaming, you, you have, and some some of the, these gaming companies kind of, you know, transverse into the metaverse somewhat. But it, the three most compelling gaming targets, I would say, would be Electronic Arts, um, Take Two Interactive, and Epic Games. Now, we'll start with the last one, Epic Games. Um, is probably the one with, that has the biggest kind of overlap with the met- metaverse because they they have they have done these concerts on their Fortnite game, and so you have all these gamers they come to play Fortnite. There's a big community around that, and then they pay money to to watch a concert. So you had Marshmallow was 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 a concert they had last year I think and and no in 2020, and then Travis Scott was in 2019 and. So what they've done is they're able to have non-gaming events inside their game that people pay money for. Now that that makes it a compelling proposition. Electronic Arts is compelling because it owns these sports franchises, you know, the NFL and FIFA sports franchises that get new versions released annually or biannually. And so that and, and it has a ton of games that um, would be interesting for any for any gaming company or anyone that wants to get into it. Take Two Interactive is also interesting. They they've they early in January announced the uh, the twelve billion dollar acquisition of Zinger, which is focused on mobile games, and uh, mobile gaming is actually the biggest and fastest growing category of of gaming overall. And so that is that is a that's what makes uh, Take Two Interactive 
interesting as well, not least its own catalog of, of games. But mobile gaming is, is certainly, it's a nascent category for Microsoft. They don't have that much in, in mobile gaming. It could become, it could be an interesting target, although, you know, regulators might might push back on that. But yeah, so those those three in gaming would be would be my top picks. Roblox would is potentially another one that sort of they have that social network effect as well with young people playing inside this world building game. And then in in the metaverse, there are several startups that have raised a lot of money in recent months. Um, those include Forte, which is a, a blockchain gaming platform. There's a wearable technology developer called Magic Leap. And then you have uh, an augmented reality software development company called Niantic, who are famous for their, their for, for for the creation of the Pokemon Go game. So those would be my top three picks in the in in met, in the metaverse. Great, thank you. It, it, and I think it's absolutely fascinating how this has got the potential to change our lives so much and basically remove any need for us to to leave our houses. Although whether that will happen or not, or will be uh, only time will tell. Oh, perish the thought. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Mark. Pleasure. That was Mark Andrus. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of DealCast presented by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. Please rate, review and follow the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or look out for your Merger Market news alert. For more information, check out our show notes. Join us next week for another episode. Thank you.